0: Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melody Bracewell and Tim McDonald. Good evening! Thank you for joining us in the cheap seats. we
1: are giving you the best seat from the week that was. We'll
0: talk show these with Mel Trasina, sport with Titus O'Reilly.
1: Plus, newly re elected member for Melbourne and leader of the Greens, Adam Band, joins us. Band. <laughs>
0: Well you can hear them now, Mel. We've got an amazing audience in tonight. <laughs> Look, it was a long night. That was Charlotte and George. It was an incredibly long weekend.
1: Of course, we start with the clean-up from the Queen's Platinum Jubilee weekend. Yes,
0: we've got the UK flags here celebrating the big news. Uh, Jock from Masterchef's been deported. Um, (laughs) No, he's fine. It was the Queen's Jubilee. That
2: was an amazing weekend. We've
1: never seen anything like it before.
2: London hasn't really seen anything like this since, well, the last Jubilee. OK. We
1: won't see another one until the next Jubilee. Good point.
0: Look, it's been a massive weekend of celebration.
1: What was the highlight? What's really stood out for oh, you? Oh, gosh, It had to be last night. The concert last night. I will never see on my television screen. Unfortunately I wasn't here. But... <laughs> <laughs> I she was just watching The Voice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well look, the Platinum Jubilee Mel kicked off with the party at the palace featuring some big name acts.
1: There'll be live performances from Queen, not the Queen.
0: <laughs> Obviously.
1: I loved the party at the palace, not as much as George and Charlotte. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Simba's less impressive when you're going to be the human king.
0: Good point. Good point. Well, my highlight... <laughs> well, my highlight would have to be opera legend Andrea Bocelli's performance of Ness and Dormer. Nothing, and I mean nothing, could spoil the end of that song. <laughs> Next, Duran Duran.
3: Oh, (laughs) what?
0: (laughs) I mean, Andre Bocelli was wishing he was deaf as well. I mean, they they were no good.
1: Music played a big part in the Platinum Jubilee with a special song composed to celebrate the Queen. It's called Majesty, it's a bugle call, and we'll play it for your name.
0: next, Duran Duran. <laughs> Stick around for that. Well, across the UK, people have been preparing beautiful tributes to Her Majesty. They have made their very own royal family out of old tyres.
3: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course, the
1: weekend started with the famous Trooping the Colour.
0: A military parade led by the United Kingdom's most decorated and respected soldier. But look at that happy dog.
1: Not <laughs> <What> quite instant. <laughs>
0: Followed by humping the colour. It was a wonderful weekend.
1: Naturally, with so many dignitaries in town, the focus was firmly on security. It's all about showcasing the family is very secure. We seem to have uh, a couple
0: of people interrupting.
1: Oh, Harry and Megan, nice to see them.
0: <laughs> well, the parade mail featured members of the UK military on horseback, the most highly trained, specialised soldiers and respected horse riders. We
3: see the whole thing actually starting. <laughs> oh, whoop, the, um, the postillion, the, the, the footman's got a little problem with his horse, so he wants to go through the front gate. That's unusual. Oh, dear, poor That's very embarrassing. <laughs> <the> footman, <laughs>
0: Um, somebody will probably come out, I'm running out, and lead the horse forward. You know? He's persuaded it to go. go. Anyway,
3: after
1: the Royal Glue Factory. <laughs> well,
0: look, Mel. All the royals were in town for tripping the colour. Beginner's enthusiasm from the youngest Cambridge Prince Louis was swiftly managed by his older sister. <laughs> what I like about that clip. <laughs> We've been rehearsing that all week. Uh, it's been a big week. They were in the first carriage. Who
1: was in the second?
0: The second carriage has... Let's have a look and see who's there. Well. Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, Difficult to tell. Um,
1: now that's interesting. Oh, no, there's... Um, no. LAUGHTER I feel watching Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> I should know you. I
0: believe it was Lord and Lady Who the Fuck. Uh,
3: <laughs> that was their official title of the whole film. That's family. your first fuck on the show. <laughs> Sorry, I should have
1: that. <laughs> 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 then came an 82-gun salute to celebrate Her Majesty.
0: And Sky News had expert commentary from fully qualified canon expert Joanna Lumley. They don't have anything in the garden. (laughs) Not anymore, they (laughs) don't.
1: Joanna Lumley was one of the commentators for the parade, providing some incredibly insightful insights.
0: Into the Queen's life?
1: No, into Joanna's life. Uh-huh. Do you know what I had for supper last night? I made kind of coronation chicken, but as I don't A eat lot. chicken, I made it with corn. Um, and well, my husband didn't want it, so I made it for myself.
4: Your anecdotes have been <laughs> so fun. <laughs> so fun. So fun. Wonderful
0: anecdotes. <laughs> Look, all we can, Mel, everyone was sharing their fond memories of meeting the royal family.
1: This mother in Gloucestershire remembered meeting Prince William and. While horse riding and shared some special stories. Hilarious times. She met the princess. Oh, yeah, well, they all rode. Um, any anecdotes you can share with us? No, them? not really, but no, no, no.
5: no, no.
0: <laughs> she tells a great corn story, though. We might get to that later. Look, the Platinum Jubilee weekend ended with a parade on Sunday, Mel, featuring so many incredibly special vehicles. From the gold state coach used for her coronation, to... The pooper
1: scoopers are just coming through, <laughs> this is very
0: pooper scoopers. For the traditional scooping the colour, it was an amazing... At the Queen's age, Mel, you, you just can't always get to a throne. So it was <laughs> great that they were there.
1: Everyone had a different reason they wanted to take part in the Platinum Jubilee Parade. Why do you want to take part today? To destroy London!
3: <laughs> to destroy
1: London? <laughs> I can tell it's still Megan's yeah, voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, our reporter has the best vantage point to view the parade. I think we can cross there now.
4: She's in London with more on the epic ending to this royal celebration. Hi, Nicole.
5: Hi, guys.
0: (laughs) Tell us something, Nicole. (laughs)
1: Anything
3: more to edge?
0: What have you seen so far?
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, you're ready for me to tell you all about the parade? Yes!
3: <laughs> That's why we flew you over there!
2: Well,
1: let's instead cross to Fox News, yes. coming to us from an incredibly special site. The Tower of London where you can go and visit the jewels and see how they tortured people a long time ago. <laughs> uh, I think it was with Duran Duran.
0: <laughs> so, now, the big questions from this Platinum Jubilee...
1: What happens to the royal family after the Queen?
0: And what was the theme for this week's Loose Women? What is the future for the royal family? Do they have a future?
1: I think when eventually the Queen goes, they're going to struggle.
0: <laughs> Women in uniform, not, not always sexy. Uh,
1: there we go. <laughs>
3: the big talking
1: point all weekend was whether or not we would get to see the Queen. Hopefully we will see her in the next few days. Thank you very much, both of you. We'll talk to you next you week. You know that... Um... Thank you. Sorry, Mary. <laughs> we've got to get to the news. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> You know, Tim. Sorry,
0: Mel. We do have to get to a break. Back with more of the team seats. Welcome back to the team seats as we unpack the week.
1: Our special guest is standing by. Still to come for you this evening, we catch up with local legend Captain Beanie, obsessed with baked beans and community oh. fundraising. A local legend,
0: eh? <laughs> Worst bachelor ever. I'm just going to put it out there. Moving on from Captain Beanie to the Prime Minister, who this week headed overseas to meet Indonesian leader Joko Widodo for a series of bachelor single dates. Freewheeling diplomacy. <laughs> an obvious sign of just how dramatically the political cycle has changed.
2: It's a bamboo bike. Yeah, bamboo
1: bike. <laughs> I don't think he's getting a rose. Uh, <laughs> you get the sense that Albo's not keen for a second date.
0: Mr Albanese will host President Wododo in Australia next year.
2: Although I can't promise a bike ride.
0: Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Well, look, now, heading, heading back home to Australia where there are still many challenges facing Aussies. A reality check tonight for all Australians as we learn... Excuse me. <coughs> all Australians as we learn to live with COVID. Okay, well, uh, I think he might be positive.
1: The lady is living with monkeypox. Okay, well, so. Can we cross back to the UK? I think the party is still pumping at the Platinum Jubilee.
2: A little bit of rain, but the parties are still going on. We're setting up here in Castle Donington. You can see lots of people. <laughs>
1: oh, no, we can't. Reminds me of your birthday party. <laughs> well,
0: I invited you. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. It was me and a bar full of baked beans. So, there was a place for you. There was a place for you. <laughs> Well, Mel, the cost of living crisis meant that some reporters had to have other jobs at platinum jubilee parties. Have
5: a nice weekend. Bye for now.
2: And that's it for tonight's special program.
0: (laughs) It used to be a Mr Whippy van, it's now a Sir Whippy, so well done, (laughs) well done to that van.
1: Residents across the country were sparing no expense to celebrate the jubilee. There's the weird, wonderful, practical... And well, they're not that comfortable because that is very
3: soft, so what? it's not actually don't holidays,
1: don't. 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 don't fist the slipper. Okay <laughs> <laughs> That's that's, that's been too far.
3: <laughs>
0: there's, there's the promo. Um <laughs> Well are so many royal collectors in the UK, you wonder how some of them get started. The way she got started is a story in itself.
1: I got my head stuck in Bookingham palace ruins.
0: Wow. <laughs> Great <laughs> anecdotes. <laughs> Now, all weekend, it's just been great to get insights from people who are really close to the, really close to the Queen. I love the Queen, yeah, I love it. I'm fully obsessed with it. Like, like, really? Like, you know, like, non creepy way, but...
1: I think he bought those slippers. I'm not going <laughs> to say anything
0: more. I don't know if we can go back to him, but I think he's wearing your dress. <laughs>
1: I was spending time with them, That's why I couldn't come to your
0: party. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, this week was a chance to look back at some memorable moments from the Queen's 70 years on the throne, Mill, Not sure I would have picked this one.
2: Fast forward nearly four decades. Her Majesty was on Tyneside to open the Siemens factory. <laughs> Wonderful memories. Nine
1: months later came Prince Charles. OK, great. (laughs) Well,
0: Well, while we're reminiscing, have you got a favourite Queen memory, Mel?
1: I do. It's this historic occasion.
0: The Postmaster General invited Her
5: Majesty to make the first STD call to Edinburgh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, it's just chlamydia.
0: (laughs) Well, I like it. You've made that call before. (laughs) When you get in a baked bean bath with Mel, just be careful. (laughs) So we've had street parties, concerts, military parades, Mel, but by far my favourite event from the UK this week was this. You might be asking yourself, why? Good question. (laughs) Good question. That was, of course, the famous cheese run. They're running down there chasing cheese. That's click, collect and concussion. Yeah. Um, that's how that works in the UK. The
1: equivalent in Australia is running down to chase an iceberg lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> After the race, the news spoke to the winner.
3: I'm from North Carolina. But what brings you here? Yeah.
0: The cheese race. OK. <laughs> well, that makes sense.
1: Some have better technique than others.
0: Oh. Oh. It's all right. He, he's OK. Well, when we say OK... Oh. Well, Mel, the UK may have been buzzing, but the Jubilee atmosphere in Auckland was electric.
1: Helen Castles caught up with a group of Royal Watchers in Auckland today.
0: Wow. (laughs) When we say a group, that atmosphere was electric.
1: There's not many people in New Zealand. That is a group. (laughs) (laughs) It is time to head...
0: Across the ditch.
1: Sorry, I've just... I've done some crafts.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> lovely, lovely, lovely male of you to show the flag from Fiji. That's wonderful, <laughs> absolutely wonderful. This is across the ditch where we talk all things New Zealand, and how did they celebrate the jubilee back home?
1: Well, residents of an aged care home got into the spirit. Oh, Rousing anthem in her name, and this family was straight into royal duties. Yes. Nice Residents curtsying as low as they dared. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to tell if it's a curtsy or a knee giving out. Yeah, good point. Good point. Um, back home in New Zealand, we're following two major global stories.
0: Ukraine's president reveals just how much territory's been lost to the Russians. And does New Zealand have too many cows? Wow. Both big stories. <laughs> this... where, where do you stand on the counter, babe?
1: Oh, nah, not enough, I reckon. Really... <laughs> <laughs> this week, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern met with US President Biden, and I think this Kiwi Juno got a little carried away. And then
4: just the journey to get here is wild, but then finally getting through those French doors, throwing myself onto the President's couch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which was very embarrassing, because he was asleep at the time.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was embarrassing. He's asleep all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was...
0: Across yeah, the news, time for a break back with the world of showbiz. Oh, it's time to get all the latest showbiz news from around the world, so would you please welcome to the desk The Cheap Seat's very own cultural correspondent from Nova FM, it's Mel Trecino! <laughs> Good to see you, Mel. Massive week. What have you been watching? All
4: right. You know I love reality shows where people find love. So during the week, I stumbled across Love Struck High on Amazon Prime. The show follows a group of 20-something-year-old singles from the UK who are put into an American high school. I'll let Principal Nelson explain how it all works. You will attend class, but your ultimate assignment is to find a perfect partner to join you at prom. Yeah, so love on this show is a date to prom. Uh, and the show is narrated by Lindsay Lohan, which should be uh, warning enough, but nevertheless, I continued and had the good fortune of learning about this guy.
2: Being an accountant, I'm great with spreadsheets, but I'm even better in the bedsheets.
1: Because <laughs> he <laughs> kind of, looks like the guy who doesn't have sheets at all.
0: <laughs> Spoiler alert, it ends with a threesome at HR Block.
4: So that is... <laughs>
0: <laughs> well worth watching.
4: <laughs> uh, and we also get to encounter flirtatious interactions like this. So what's your type then?
2: Look, both of you are my type. I'm gonna be real with oh. you guys. Both of you are beautiful. Both
1: of you are stunning. Same your eye, style. your eyes are amazing. Both of you got the same eyes. I'm gonna be honest with you. Oh, okay.
4: Beautiful smile.
3: Same, same
1: eyes. eyes. Have you got blue Is eyes? It? No, I don't oh, have blue <laughs> eyes. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's Huss. He's probably my favourite for moments like this. Is it steak vegetarian? Is steak vegetarian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he needs more of the schooling part of love struck Live.
0: They had the same ribeyes, though, so it was lovely. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> it a lovely touch
4: episode of The Real Housewives of Dubai dropped during the week on Hey You. I know it's only early days, but my favourite so far is An. I'm the first black
2: supermodel in Dubai. I've travelled with big brands like Van Cleef, like Cartier, like Versace, like Dolce Gabbana. Not bragging, honey, I'm the best of the best. There is period. Dot. <laughs> <laughs> Out
1: of dot? I don't think you
0: need I, lo- I loved her on the grammatically correct Housewives of Dubai. It was an amazing <laughs> show.
1: It's so close to an ellipsis.
0: <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> uh, what are you doing?
4: Also, uh, she's a supermodel, she's a wife, and a mum to her son, Taj. My
3: son is my best friend.
4: Oh, my
2: God, when my husband is away, Taj will be like, I don't want to go to school. I'm like, absolutely. So we would go to movies, go eat. Nobody remembers what they studied in school. I don't
4: remember ten times ten. What the f-? I have to calculate it. I have to use my
3: phone.
4: <laughs> Period. Dot. I reckon school's important.
3: Yeah. No,
4: no. <laughs> uh, last week on the Kardashians, Courtney and Travis were on a cleanse to help them on their fertility journey. In this episode, Courtney is really trying to sell it to her sisters. And then I did a yoni steam. A yoni which steam. Which I'm gonna buy you guys all yoni steams. I don't want my
1: vagina to go through. No.
3: That. It's so good for your vagina. You put, like, roses and stuff, and you're, like, steaming your vagina with roses. Like, what is more
1: luxurious? A yacht? <laughs> I prefer baked beans.
3: Yeah,
4: uh, And this week, we saw Chris had something very interesting in her office. That is crazy. That you have a fake Emmy that sounds... Crazy. No, it's a real Emmy.
1: Kim gave it to me for my 60th birthday. Whose is it? I don't know, I can't remember.
4: (laughs) You guys bought someone's random Emmy? Yeah, you can buy them. (laughs) So there you go, Mel, if you don't win a Logie, I'll just get you one from Gumtree. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Celebrity Apprentice continues over on Nine, and for anyone who isn't familiar with the show, Ronnie let us in on his game plan.
0: The aim of the game is to stay in the competition for as long as possible.
4: Interesting strategy. <laughs> might have something there. Uh, and this week we saw Beck from Married at First Sight show off her business expertise. By three, they get one free. I am taking control today. All decisions are my decisions. I've done this before. I've closed the business. What? <laughs> Between her and Ronnie, it's tough competition on this <laughs> she's,
0: she's bad in the bed sheets, but worse in the
4: spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs>
0: is not good. Uh, just going ex- to buy a Logie. Um, <laughs>
4: um. In some exciting news for my segment, Love Island UK yes. returns tomorrow. Uh, and we get... I was kind of expecting an applause, but that's yeah. fine. <laughs> uh, and we've got a sneak peek of the new Islanders. Here's Gemma, who's looking for the one. I'm Gemma, I'm 19. I'm a business owner and international dressage rider from Chester. My biggest ick is a guy that wears... Socks. <laughs> Good for you, girl. Don't settle. <laughs> uh, then we met Dami, who let us in on his unusual birthmark.
2: I'm Dami. I'm 26. And I'm a microbiologist from Dublin. I have this uh, birthmark-shaped heart on my penis. I call it my lipstick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I call it an STD.
0: <laughs> i tell you mine, but I'm getting mine steam cleaned at the moment. i <laughs> <So>, love <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh,
4: It's great, then you back under the No. Desk? <laughs> Get down, Grant. Uh, an Aussie rapper, The Kid Leroy, is currently down under touring his show. He started in Sydney, went to Perth and Adelaide on, on the weekend, was meant to perform in Melbourne. He ended up cancelling his show 40 minutes before he was due on stage. I know. I'm surprised,
0: I'm, I'm surprised Ten hasn't done that with us. It's just a bit. <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> don't, um, don't clap the
4: cancellation <laughs> of this show. <laughs>
0: I think that was the executive producer. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, so, as you can imagine, fans were not happy. Yes. This was taken in the car park outside Rod Laver Arena after it was cancelled. So,
2: everyone's raging. <laughs> everyone's honking their horns because
1: of this. You're telling me that's not a Kid Leroy song?
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you're,
0: you're down with the kids, Mel, your top three Kid Leroy tracks. Uh,
1: the one... <laughs> that one where it's with Justin Bieber? And, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember how it goes.
0: Because that's because you don't you know good. the
4: song. <laughs> 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 uh, this is really annoying me now. And I then, do the same thing I told you that I never would. Yeah, you You're welcome. I work for Nova. I know this thing. <laughs> right, you
0: work for Nova, you'll be playing it in 40 years' time. <laughs>
4: Uh, This was an unhappy fan inside the arena. (laughs) Uh, Now, the kid Leroy said on Instagram that he had the flu and was on an IV drip, but because this is a serious entertainment news segment, I have to investigate these claims, and I'm wondering if his appearance on The Project a week earlier might help explain his absence and the IV drip.
2: I I had—I stupidly went out last night. Uh, You know, I'm freshly 18, (laughs) which means, you know, over here I'm ready to rock and roll, so (laughs) so I was out I uh, got about three hours of sleep. But I, I do need a real drip. I think I actually need a real life email.
4: Am I showbiz as Agatha Christie? You decide. <laughs>
0: Be- because if there's one thing Kid Leroy and Nova The Listeners Love, it's Agatha Christie. <laughs> Your most topical reference yet. So on that note, would you please thank yeah. Mel that? <laughs> Welcome back. You're watching The Cheap Seats.
1: Week in sport to take us through it all, would you please welcome Mr. Titus O'Reilly?
0: Thank
5: you very much.
0: <laughs> lovely to see you. Obviously it's been a big Jubilee week. Thank oh. you for coming in the suit you wore to the coronation. <laughs> no, no, well, you no. Know. Lovely touch.
5: We dated the Queen and <laughs> 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 yeah, it was great. No, she's a lovely lady. Uh... <laughs> you went
1: into the semen factory, I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's been a massive week, Tyler. Massive week. massive week in the, yeah, week a... in the world of sports.
5: Oh, uh, to begin with, Australian Minji Lee is the new US Women's Open champion. This is in golf. Here it is here, her winning. Now, this is netted at $2.5 million. What? So, kids, Min- forget kid. school. <laughs> uh, this is what you should be doing. Uh, so, amazing. And if you look here, golf celebrations, don't they do it well? No-one really made a run
3: today to try to catch
5: it. <laughs> <laughs> Very fine lining, golf, between celebrating and workplace bullying, really. Yeah, you do that here, you get in trouble. Um, it's not as good as those Gatorade showers the Americans yes. do, you see, in other sports, but Gatorade can be dangerous. Just watching the background here... Oh. <laughs> Now he mimes what happened, which I like. Uh, Th- thankfully, he was hit by the Panadol sign, so he's, he's now OK. Like, uh, uh, the kazoo handicap, that's a horse race, not a handicap where you can't play the kazoo. Um, it was held on the weekend, and watch what happens here.
0: It almost knocked William for a bit. He he, he came over onto the side of the stall. So basically, he's, he's oh. leaning on here, and and then, you know, he's leaning not on good. here... and.
5: Uh, The good news is the horse is absolutely fine. So uh, the jockey didn't make it. Um, Unfortunately, the horse now has a taste for human. Anyway... (laughs) Uh, Bailey Smith has been suspended for headbutting Zach Toohey on the weekend. Here's but the here incident. See the Ooh. Oh. Yeah, that's actually illegal in AFL, unless you're, um, unless you're a horse. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> uh, the players' code of covering for each other is alive and well. Just listen to what Toohey said as he explained how he got the greys on his forehead. Zach, everything okay, mate? You happy?
0: Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, what's,
3: you, what's that?
0: Nah, that's nothing that just scratch my head on the grass. <laughs> <laughs> that's my head
5: on the grass. Yeah. You didn't see nothing. <laughs> uh, he denied there was a football game a few minutes after that. Uh, the AFL midseason draft was held last week, and Jai Cully was the number one pick, and he's had to make some big changes in his life.
3: Number
1: one pick Jai Cully will quit his job at Charcoal Chicken and head straight to Adelaide to join the Eagles ahead of their clash with the Crows.
5: <laughs> so he's quit working at the chicken shop and uh, his former boss had this to say. And among the farewells today, is boss at the charcoal chicken shop in Lane Warren.
2: He actually didn't get cover last night, so I was a bit annoyed with that but that's <laughs>
3: alright.
2: <laughs>
5: now, for those who don't follow AFL, going from a chicken shop to the West Coast Eagles is actually a significant step backwards. <laughs> well, so a chicken shop, you make people happy. Um, I'd like the new team to be called the Charcoal Chickens. Isn't yeah, that a good name for right. It's great. Uh, now, if you've ever wondered what it's like being Lionel Messi, here he is after playing for Argentina, and every teammate and team official gets a selfie with him. And like he does it for like about 10 minutes. This goes for about 10 minutes. To think after this show, I'm not even allowed to look you guys in the eye. <laughs>
1: Two weeks ago, he was working at Hungry Jacks That's <laughs> <as well.
5: laughs> uh, amazing. Uh, baseball can be dangerous in the stands, apparently, but luckily this security guard is on it.
0: have had uh, a couple of opportunities here tonight to really open this game. Oh! oh there
5: my God. Oh, oh, sir. Ah, uh, yes, America, where you can own an assault rifle, but they won't tolerate the dangers of plastic <laughs> cups. <laughs> Uh, now, w- in, in his defence, they were mid-strength, so I reckon that's fine. Now, watch the rider Alex Esperago here, who is in second place, and as he crosses the line, waves to the crowd... Realises all of a sudden there's a whole nother lap to go. Oh, you're kidding. Oh. So this is him still celebrating. Oh, so he's been passed? Yeah, and you can spot the moment he realises the race is still on. And oh. here. Oh. And he finished fifth, so. Oh. <laughs> Before I go, the New York Yankees are the best team in baseball and it led to this interesting interview. If the
2: Yankees were going to win a World Series but you had to give each other a hall pass, would you do it? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Why do she have to? Who does she have so you to? You can pick to? anyone who you want. Who would you pick? Anyone in the world. My ex-boyfriend.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> who would you pick? Uh.
2: What? You. Oh. I'm oh, sorry. Why the ex-boyfriend? We're gonna fight about this. Why the ex-boyfriend? Uh He's gone, you can tell him. He was a good
5: lover! Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was nice to see my ex. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to see you, Titus. Would you
0: please thank Titus O'Reilly! <laughs> well, Mel, it was only a few short weeks ago that Australians went to the polls and what a massive election it was.
4: An election campaign like no other. Greens have reason to celebrate. The Greens make history. The Greens have been underestimated. Votes bleeding to the Greens. An uplift in the Greens.
2: Greens will win their seat. Queensland is now Greensland. Greensland. Greenslide. 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 It was a greenslide.
1: Please welcome to the show, leader of the Greens, Adam Dane. Adam Dane.
0: Well, Adam, thanks so much for joining us. It's been a few weeks since the election. What have you been up to?
2: Just um, really spending a bit of time with the family. It's pretty tough when, I think, for everyone across the board, when you're spending so much time campaigning on the road. So um, reconnecting with the kids, doing the school drop-offs and pick-ups, watching a bit of catch-up TV, and then getting rearing and ready to get back straight into it.
0: Now, do you have as many as Barnaby, or is that a pretty easy process? (laughs) Is
2: that a pretty pretty smooth one? I think I I can count the ones that I've got, yeah. (laughs) What I liked about it, that answer was the word, I think.
1: <laughs> it was a historic election for the Greens. Are you looking forward to having a few friends when Parliament returns? Yeah, it's
2: um, going to be an interesting experience not having to sit next to Bob Catter during question <laughs> time. <laughs> uh, the, uh, but, yeah, there's going to be now more Greens in Parliament than we've ever had before in the House of Representatives as well as in the Senate. Uh, we're going to It's the biggest party room we've ever had. We are going to literally need a bigger room when we all get together to meet. But it's, I think it's just a reflection of the real change that happened during um, during this election. I think right across the board that people wanted a change and my sense from you know, speaking to people over the last couple of weeks is there's a lot of relief and um, I think actually a bit of hope and optimism creeping back into the country.
0: Adam, just a note from the control room. Uh, voting has stopped. So, <laughs> so. You have
3: one. You're in. You're in.
0: But it was, a, it was an amazing result that that some people didn't predict, but you have now going to have four members in the lower house, balance of power in the Senate. Um, best result for the Greens for a long time.
2: Yeah, it is. And, look, we were pretty clear all the way along about where we were focusing and what our campaign was going to be on. And uh, we were telling people that there was a real sense, in Queensland in particular, that, um, you know, people wanted something different and it was an election campaign in a lot of ways that didn't offer... Uh, real alternatives, and we did. And we had a really strong ground game in Queensland where instead of Griffith, for example, they knocked on every door in the electorate. And I think that sort of blend of saying we're going to offer an alternative where we tax the billionaires and big corporations to do things like get dental and mental into Medicare, plus this real, I guess, people-powered ground game where we just said to uh, our supporters and volunteers, we're going to empower you, you will run the campaign for us, I think, is something that people really responded to.
0: Well, speaking of knocking on every door, that's what Mel's doing with her Logies
2: campaign.
1: (laughs) Do you have any advice for someone else who's on a campaign (laughs) trail?
2: It's important to listen and ask people what's important for them. And I think if you do that, uh, I think you'll see uh, you, yourself doing pretty well when the votes come oh, in.
1: I don't really need it anyway. I'm Please. You've been posting a lot on social media. There was a very um, interesting video that we caught um, on your Instagram.
2: Authorised by Jamie McColl, Australian Greens camp
1: <laughs> Dominatrix Shrek, what's that about?
2: Yeah, look, that was a cracker. I remember that day very well. Um, I turned up to Parliament and my team said to me, uh, as before I went in, they said, we want you to stand over here, look up to where the flagpole is and nod meaningfully. And I had zero idea what was in store. <laughs> oh, and then they showed me the finished product and I said, look, I've got no idea what's going on, but go for it. <laughs>
0: Well, during the election, Adam, there were lots of gotcha moments from the press. You handled one a
5: little differently. You said in the speech that uh, wages growth wasn't going uh, particularly well.
2: What's the current WPI? Well... (laughs) Google it, mate. (laughs) that
0: that was a major moment and really put the end to all the gotcha questions. The question we've got is, did you actually know the answer? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, look, I I did. And, you know, fast forward the tape through to the end and you'll see I actually gave the journalist the the number answer. But I guess my point is, this is an election, right? And you should be asking politicians questions that that you don't know the answer to or can't easily find out uh, yourself. People should be laying out the visions for how they want the country to look. Uh, This should be a competition about uh, our visions for a better society. And so these kind of gotcha questions, where it's a, it turns just into a fact-checking exercise, I think it's part of the reason that people are disconnecting from politics. And uh, I think if we want people to re-engage in politics and understand that politics is about making life better. We've got to lift the standard of discussion all around.
1: So who's the hottest in Parliament? <laughs> <laughs>
2: You don't have to answer that, Adam. Because if you go to a search engine of your choice and type it in, you might find an answer.
1: A lot of um, Shrek and latex, I think.
0: (laughs) Now, after the amazing election result, Adam, the Greens, they're going to take a bigger role in the parliament. But how much power are you going to have in this new-look parliament?
2: Well, I think we're going to have a share of the power, for sure. And I think that's what people want. I mean, this has been an election that has returned third voices like the Greens in numbers that have never before been seen. And we've got a job to do in the parliament. People have put us in parliament to fight for climate action, to stop coal and gas expanding, to tackle inequality. Uh, And we're going to use that power to deliver on that.
0: Speaking of delivering, Adam, um, you must be sad that Clive Palmer won't be in in (laughs) Parliament. Have you got a message for him after he spent $100 million and didn't emerge with anything?
2: Well, I'd been in Parliament with Clive Palmer before, and that was quite an experience. But I think, you know, one of the messages from this campaign is that uh, people want Clive, uh, Clive Palmer to put up fewer billboards and pay more tax, and so <laughs> we'll be we'll be pushing for our plan to make Clive Palmer pay more tax, so that you can fix your teeth and get dental into Medicare. So, sorry, Clive's not there to have it, but I'm sure. Um, if he uh, wants to take the fight up to us, we're more than welcome to continue it even while that, uh, outside of the election campaign. That sounded
1: a little personal when you said you can fix your
2: teeth. That's right.
3: about.
2: Look, I can't see you down the video. I'm sure your teeth are wonderful, and that's why you're on track to win the Logies. But yeah. <laughs> that's oh, all yeah. really nice. there's many other people. who... who who don't have the wonderful salary of a Channel 10 presenter and can't (laughs) always afford to go to the dentist and fix their teeth and it's them that I'm talking to.
1: salary is a generous term. Um, uh, How do you feel about these teal independents coming on your turf?
2: I think it's pretty good, actually. Like, there's a real appetite for climate action. And I think with a lot more voices there, uh, including those teal independents and including some of the other independents who've been there for a little while in Parliament already, now pushing for more climate action, we might actually start to see sort of a bit of a race to the top on climate rather than a race to the bottom. So I'm, I'm very happy. And I think this expanded crossbench that we've got in Parliament is going to be a really good thing.
1: I'm just, I'm also, this is a question I've wanted to ask politicians, do you have to, anytime you do a Zoom interview, do you always go, oh, let's get the bookshelf out for that? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like every interview I see, they're in front of a bookshelf. Have you actually read them?
2: They're not actually real books. It's just all paper, it's, it's wallpaper behind me. It's sort of like, if you hit it, it wobbles. So. It's a secret,
1: secret dungeon. <laughs> He's nodding, that's an exclusive.
2: <laughs> well, no, no, we've got
0: to take a break. Would you please thank Adam Band? <laughs> What's on in the warehouse, our famous segment where we celebrate what's on, what's on in the warehouse. (laughs) Mel, you've been watching The Warehouse this week.
1: I have, and I get the sense. It's less about the products and more about showing off. Did you know that the composition of mother's milk naturally changes throughout the day and night? I did know that. Fascinating, isn't it? (laughs) It sure is. What are you doing? How how did he know that?
0: Well, Mel, it's been a massive week in the warehouse and out of the warehouse Still so much to look forward to, so it's time now to... <laughs> Pencil it in! Wow.
1: So, this, so this is back, is it?
0: <laughs> I'm not sure we should have pencilled it in, but this is where we grab our diaries... And pencil in our week. There's my diary there. Yeah,
1: that's, that's, that's your diary.
0: It's the Queen's. I think it goes until August, which is interesting. Oh. Course, um, I
1: believe be ominous if that's spot on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Still some days to fill, so I need, to, I need some events to fill in the diary. What's on this week?
1: Well, there's a food and wine festival in town and one visitor has it all worked out.
4: Oozing with flavour for the food and wine show.
1: You look like you're doing all the right thing. Oh, well I'm drinking and
0: I'm eating. <laughs> She's got a down pan. That looks pretty good. I'll see what the Queen's got on. Harry's birthday, she can miss that, it doesn't matter, she can miss that, we should head there. What else is on this week?
1: Well
4: speaking of food... A festival celebrating all things asparagus in Hadley today, the asparagus festival making a grand return. I'm
0: not going to pencil that one in, that seems a, little, <laughs>
4: seems a little off.
1: Well you haven't seen the head of the asparagus festival.
4: There's Tony Nascetti back there, the guy that's making it all happen, <laughs> hi Tony.
0: Standing in front of a giant metal asparagus. That is going in the diary. What
1: else? But uh, why don't we take a trip to South
4: Australia? Northern Suburbs commuters have been waiting for their train to arrive for a year and a half. It's been a hell of a long time.
0: (laughs) That is going in the diary. It has been a hell of a long show. Yes, big Uh, thank
1: you to Mel Dracena, Titus O'Reilly, and Adam Bent.
0: But Mel, excitingly, to take us out tonight. The diary. We'll see you next week. Right here.